dummying, Sattler sends Coop through a narrow gap and he's over. We've got a massive show coming up for you guys out there. Ron Coot, Mark Geyer, Scott Sattler and Brad Cook took on all things Curry Knockout. This is our grand final edition of Rabbitohs Radio. Wow, what a show. Let's rip in. Big show. Let's get into it. Rabbitohs Radio is brought to you by Export Freight Systems, Rise Foundation Australia, the Juniors Group of Clubs, NG Farrah and Burke Street Bakery. Another podcast worth a listen at the moment is Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Just come out. Grant Chapel, Steve Maven, Darren Brown. South fans awarded Steve Maven a perfect score. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell and I'm joined in a room with two former Rabbitohs, Steve Maven, Darren Brown. What's doing, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. G'day, boys. How are we all? Oh, fantastic, mate. Just about to crack a Young Henry's for our final regular season show of the season. Let's go. Hey, Young (laughs) Henry's. I'll give that to Maver. Young Henry's lager there, boys. Um... How you doing, boys? How was the weekend? Yeah, not bad, chaps. Um, had a pretty quiet weekend. I um, I was working midnighters, and as you boys know, when you're working midnighters, um, you don't tend to do a lot through the day. You're always sort of like recovering to get ready for the next shift. But in saying that, we had a big Friday night down at the Juniors watching uh, the Mighty Rabbitohs play the Raiders. Uh, Mavo and I had a, a nice feed at Pinocchio's, and maybe I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. And uh, then we went down to the Henry Morris Bar and had a few beers and, and watched the footy with a lot of the fans. Yeah, midnighters will kill you, mate. Yeah, it was a big night. Firstly, I had a bit of news on the golfing front. I won my first comp at George's River. I, built, I beat a field of 69 players, uh, not not many of them under 65 years old, admittedly, but... Um, you told me that not many under 75, mate. <laughs> you well, know, you know, there was a lot of old fellas there, but all terrific blokes, all very friendly, all wanted to meet me, and I've actually joined the club there because Botany Golf Club went broke and uh, George's River offered us a deal. Oh, good and stuff. Yep. I've gone over there as the new the new guy from Botany, and I actually won their comp, so... Uh, they probably won't want you back. They, well, I, I'm, I'm going back tomorrow, so I'll... I'll mate, a win's know. a win. I'll take the win, and um, unfortunately, I went out to ride Parramatta on the Friday and finished near last in a field of 100, so I went from uh, hero to zero. So you're having a bad day. I had a bad day. Well, just a little story on that. I was, uh, uh, we probably call each other four or five times a day now because of Rabbitohs Radio, and uh, Rabbitohs Radio, and we, uh, I called Mavo on the golf course, and he answered the, answered the phone, and he was swearing on the phone. What, what are you effing doing? What do you effing want, you know? Really? Anyway, I said, what, what's going on <laughs> there, mate? He said, oh, I'm on the golf course. I said, I'm on the golf course. I was, thought it was supposed to be etiquette on, on the golf course, you know? And yeah. He said, oh, I'm just walking across a fairway and this bloke's about to hit and he, you know, he, I'm got, getting in his way on the phone. And I said, well, get off the phone, you idiot, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that's he was probably having a bad day and, and that just escalated a few things. You, yeah. know, you know what they say about golf, mate? Ruins a good walk. Yeah, true, true. Uh, what well, about your weekend, Chuck? Yeah, myself, mate. I obviously joined you blokes down at um, South Juniors, watched the footy. I took me mate Pete, who's a Raiders fan. He was the only one that went unhappy. And your dad was there as well? Yep, Reggie, me, me, me old man was there, and um, Cashy. They're, Cashy, all, they're yeah. always the one-two yes. punch. Uh, we weren't far away, but we'll get on to that one a bit later on. Then I got up early the next morning 
And obviously, I'm the president of NMSR, North Maribyrnong Surf Riders. We had a real big day down there. Uh, the, the wind was up a bit early, but I, I put out that little forecast and I was bang on, mate. We ended up having a really good day down there. Good food, good company, and a few beers. The waves picked up later in the day? Yeah, the waves picked up, mate. It was a little bit, a little bit flat early in the day. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Speaking of good food, we're just going to mention we were up at the juniors watching the footy and we went to had a feed at uh, Pinocchio's. I had the ribeye and what did you have, Brownie? I had the porterhouse steak uh, with veggies, uh, no sauce, and uh, I think the garlic pizza. Garlic uh, pizza yeah, so and uh, a couple no, of beers. Not good for the waistline, but... Yeah. I don't, uh, no, yeah. I, I knew you had a garlic pizza because I was sitting downwind here. Your yeah. breath was disgraceful, <laughs> mate. Yeah, I'm not sure on the no sauce with the steak, Brownie. I had the Diane and the steak and the Diane sauce. Oh, stop yeah, it. I'm a bit plain. Oh, beautiful boys. Now, um, have we got any shout-outs on the show today? Well, first I've got a shout-out to Anthony Maroon, and he's offered to help us in a couple of ways. So thanks for that, Maroon. Good on man. you, Maroon. Good, Good man. on you, Maroon. Thanks, now, mate. Also, I'd like to thank the musicians who have given us permission to use their music. Besides Crashing the Carpenters, we've now got Hayley Legg for her song Glory in Their Eyes, written by John McLean, who also gave us his blessing. Good song. Yeah, and Perry Keys for his song The Day Sattler Broke His Jaw. Now, Perry replied to my email and said, absolutely, you can use my song. Go for your life. I would be honoured. And thanks for all those tries. So he uh, not only gave me permission for his song, but thanked me for scoring tries for the bunny. So, yeah, legend, mate. Uh, and good on you, Perry. Uh, Perry coincidentally went to school with my good mate, Jeff Pope. Hello, Popey, if you're out there. Shout oh. out to the... Uh-huh. Is that Popey the Uber driver? Popey the Uber driver. My, yeah, good day, Popey. One of the greats, Popey. Yeah. Good on you, Popey. Also, thanks to Ben Shallis for his song, We Are South Sydney and Brisbane-based band Shandy for their song Rabbito, Rabbito, written by JJ Speedball. Now, you can check out our website for YouTube links to all those songs. And we might even punch out a little special edition with all these Rabbito songs in the off-season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A bit yeah. of content there later on, eh, Mova? Yes. What about you, Brownie? I've got a quick shout-out to J-Boy Turton. Now, uh, he's uh, left a comment on our Insta page uh, about the man John Sutton. Sato obviously played his last game on the weekend and uh, J-Boy said, love you, brother. And uh, that sums up our sentiments to Sato as well. So, yeah. uh, legend, and we wish Sato all the best in the future. Both good men, mate. Maruba boys there, J-Boy. Shout out to J-Boy and, and the great John Sutton. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit about Sato's retirement later on the show. I've got a quick shout out there from right up there in northern New South Wales. He's also an old Maruba boy. Garrett Weir, loving the show, chaps. I'm spreading the word up north. Good on you, Garrett. Shout out to you and the boys up there in the Northern Alliance. The boys from Maribor up there. Our rabbit of the week by Burke Street Bakery is Raging Bunny Rabbitoh's blog for his or her retweets of all our stuff on Insta, Facebook, and website posts. Now, that's just been very helpful for us. The Raging Bunny's been writing stuff for, on our show and putting it out to all, all the followers. So... Uh, yeah, so just if you haven't been to hear the Raging Bunny Rabbitohs blog, go and check that out. Uh, we'll put a link on our website. And you have won a, a free coffee every day at any one of the 14 Burke Street Bakery stores. So, Well, great prize there. It's a great prize. And we're going to be giving away 30 of those next year to all of our Rabbitohs of the week. So keep sending us all your posts. Go to our website, Facebook, Insta, Twitter. Have a look at our comment on our YouTube page. We've got, we can, we're everywhere. Let's hope uh, Raging loves coffee at Burke Street Bakery as much as us boys do here in yeah. the studio. Yeah, what a great award. All right, we're going to go to our first break on the show. But at least they saw South Sydney. At least they saw them rise. They will always know South Sydney. 
with glory in their eyes. Long pass out to Hannigan and a chance for Cleary. There's a great chance for Cleary. He could score from here. If they can catch him, they won't get him. Cleary will go the whole distance. Cleary picking up the drop pass. He's away with no one near him. And Michael Cleary is over between the posts. Okay, now we're going to go to our recap of the Raiders' loss. Brought to you by Export Freight Systems. Uh, gut-wrenching loss, boys. Uh, last game of the season for our beloved Rabbitohs. Went down 16-10. We had enough chances. We had enough chances in that first half. Uh, how'd you see it, Brownie? Yeah, uh, like you said, uh, Chaps, it was gut-wrenching and um, it wasn't good to watch. We just weren't good enough on the night. I, th- I thought Canberra, well, they, they didn't play well either, but uh, you know they just hung in there and their defence was outstanding when it needed to be. They lost a man late in the game and they had to turn up in defence and defence wins big games. And I thought Hodgson, um, the hooker, was outstanding. He saved about three tries. And Well, you know, I was going to come in there. Why was he left on the field, Brownie? Went with that HIA. The rules are you get a, you get the wobbles, you come off. But did he have the wobbles? Yeah, or, I, well, think, I think know, he hit the hip of the opponent. He hit the and hip. He stumbled back. He had, now, the rule was brought in because of the concussion rule that was – discovered by the Dr. Bennett Amalu, the Nigerian, and it's called CTE, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Is that Wayne's cousin? <laughs> Wayne Bennett, Wayne Bennett <laughs> Amalu. But look, and the reason is because the brain injuries are serious and we've, we've got a lot of um, ex-footballers now suffering from this, this problem and it should be heavily policed. Now, the rule originally, I believe, was if you got the wobbles, you came off and you couldn't even have a HIA. You just had to come off. Yep. Right now, he had the wobbles. He should have come off. He yeah. didn't come off. He just Look, got the trainer we, we can, who made the decision, and and then sure enough, Hodgson carved us, cut us to pieces and and put us on the back. Well, foot. he did, but the, I mean, he, he probably shouldn't have been on the field. But um, at the end of the day, I just don't think we were good enough. Um, to be honest with you, I think we limped into the the, the finals uh, not by injury, but by form. I don't think our form was up to standard. Uh, I said it many a times on, on the show, uh, leading into it. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree, man. Look, we bombed a few tries. We had them down to twelve men for the last ten minutes, and we were all up there at the at the Henry Morris Bar, jumping around like like kids, just going mad. We thought we had them. The roar went up, and we couldn't put them away. And unfortunately, that was uh, that was our season. And and, and I I also like to make mention that losing GI mid season was a big loss for us that we never really recovered from. He's a he's one he's one of our greats, and just his presence on the field, he used to draw in two players. And and use his great ball skills to put people through the gaps. If he wasn't going through the gaps himself, so we just really never recovered from that. And I think we did well to get where we did. But it just it is really devastating that, that loss because we had plenty of chances to put the green machine on away. On GI, there, if GI was left centre and he had a two on one, do we score? Yeah, yes. true. Yeah, nothing against Camel Graham, but yeah, look, yeah, yeah he should he should have passed he the scores. ball. Obviously, you got Alex Johnson unmarked. Alex Johnson scores in the corner unmarked. Yeah. But that's a bit of experience for the kid. He's, he's got a great, big future ahead of him. He's had a great season, Campbell yep. Graham, too. And I, thought, okay. I think he is a centre, though. I think he is a centre, Campbell yep, Graham. Yep. Yeah, Defensively, just... we looked a lot stronger with him in the centres. When you look back at that centre pairing we had the week before against Manly, where we just got carved a bit. Yeah, we? we did, yeah. Even yeah. against the Roosters, we, we looked really, really patchy in those, on the edges. Mm. Yeah, boys. Well, I, I thought well, we went into the game as underdogs at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, no one was tipping us. And by half time, we could have led as much as 18-6 yeah. had we converted those couple of tries. Campbell Graham's one, two on one, should have scored. Cody Walker gets down low, he scored. He gets stripped by yep. Josh Hodgson. 
The other one Totola. was a junior Totola. If you, I went back and had a look at the footage. It was now, inches. Now, I put this down to Damien Cook. He had two options. Yeah. He hit the short man or he hit Sam Burgess. He's got a one-on-one with a huge gap to either side of him. Sam Burgess scores to the left of the upright. Yeah, that's the way it went. Look, Cookie didn't fire like we all expected him to. We didn't young, take our chances, boys, at no. the end of the day. Young yeah. Cam didn't do what we all expected him to do. It was just one of those. We defended well, though. We, yeah. You know, barring that probably Papali well. try where we were probably was the one a that got a soft was, one. but was the one that got away. A lot of, a lot of balls went to ground for, from the dummy half as well. Our, our attack, like, like I said, our, our attack's been clunky. Service so out of dummy half quite, wasn't his best game, quite Cookie, but time. hey, he's... he's He's got us to where we are. He's been one of our best players all season. 100%. Well, they didn't create that many chances, Cam. It was five line breaks to two. If, yeah. if you read the stats and didn't look at the score, you'd say South won the game. They scored two lucky tries. Yeah. Two lucky tries that shouldn't they have did. been scored. There was, yep. was a little rabbit punch there. He punched out the ball out of Corey yeah. Allen's hand. And Yeah, look, that's making me upset, boys. Can we move on? And uh, <laughs> We've got next year to look forward to. Yeah, well, that's it. We, we don't want to talk about it too no. much. And no. uh, we'll get on with the show. We've got some great guests coming up. So um, I'd rather talk about the guests and the, the loss. Yeah, yeah, we're going to move on from that one. We're going to pop off to our second break here on Rabbitohs Radio. We are so Next up, South Sydney legend, Ron Coote. Okay, we're lucky enough to have an immortal in waiting, Ron Coote, who played 381 first-class games across Australia, New South Wales, Rabbitohs and the Roosters. Ron Coote, welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, mate. Oh, thank you. G'day, Ronnie. How are you, mate? G'day, Ron. G'day, boys. How are you all? Good, thing. Not too Good bad, mate. mate. Uh, mate, where are you from? Thanks and for the rap. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Uh, you deserve it. Oh no, if anyone deserves it, it's the great Ron Coote, mate. Um, where are you from, and what was it like growing up there? I grew up in um, Meat Street, Kingston. You know where the three five eight bus used to go up. Yeah, yeah, just near yeah. South Juniors. Yeah, near South Juniors. There, I grew up there, and and I um, I started playing football with Kensington United uh, as a as a F grader. And then I I went from uh, and I stayed there till I till I went into South. I had about five years, four years, five years or something there, till I went went to play. Got got graded with South and finished up in South then. But um, yeah, I I had uh, I played with Kensington United as uh, in, in F grade and then E grade and D grade. And I finished up. I was playing D grade and, and played in A grade too at the one time. So. Oh. Yeah. Mate, tell us a, a little bit about your rep career and, uh, and the players that you play with. We had Bobby McCarthy on the show a few weeks ago. Where you, did you play with Bobby through your ju- junior career? Certainly, certainly did. Um, Hans Christian McCarthy, I call him. He's the best storyteller I've ever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've had him on the show earlier this year too. Yeah, we can, we can agree with that. <laughs> he tells a good story. Well, mate, um, he, he, he's told a good story. He said, uh, you should be the next immortal. So that's the best story we've heard. Oh, did he? Oh, well, uh, I hope he's right. Well, we yeah, agree no, with that is. on Rabbitohs. Right? You played Jersey Flag with him in 61. Is that about right? Yeah, 61. I played in the second grade grand final. I played Jersey Flag and, and uh, 
I think that sort of uh, that was a really good uh, thing for me because, you know, we were, you know, in them days, no one had any money and it was pretty tough. Your family were doing it tough. And uh, and they took us, uh, South Juniors took us to New Zealand. Uh, after the at the end of the uh, end of the season, they, we had a we had a uh, uh, ten days in New Zealand, and uh, we went to Christchurch and went to Mount Cook and uh, and all that sort of stuff, and had a really great time. And and uh, Bobby and I both said, "Oh, this is this is uh, this is for us. This, <laughs> this is rugby league." So we stayed at it and had, and enjoyed enjoyed the, the rest of the of our time there. And then we we both finished. Bobby went into South uh, a year earlier than me. And uh, we played. I played in the um, '63 grand, uh, second grade grand final. I had I had five five second grade games. It was South uh, leading up to the grand final against. Uh, we played St George, yeah. And um, uh, you know it was, and we got beat uh, you know, by a couple of points or something. It was nothing, and it's seven five, I think it was. Uh, yeah, but it was that was a that was a great experience too. That was the big crowd of. Uh, Seventy-eight thousand that day. Oh yeah, that's that that famous game. Yeah, sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. start of a great yeah. run for you, mate. Nine out of eleven grand finals. Now, I'll well, just rewind back one season there. Tell us a bit about your debut, mate, in nineteen sixty-four against the Tigers at Redfern Oval. Um, yeah, um, it's a long way back. <laughs> it's pretty hard to remember, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I I do remember. You know, lucky enough to play. Uh, play in the first grade and we had we had a lot of good players there we had the great Richie Powell played that day and and uh Johnny Sattler and Bobby Moses and I think Jimmy Morgan played that day and of course Bobby McCarthy played and uh, mm. uh we and we had a we had a pretty good team and uh it was a it was a great experience at Redfern Oval I scored a try in the, which I thought was <laughs> unbelievable try on debut yeah. well done yeah. it set the standard for a long career made of scoring tries Oh yeah, well, oh, I suppose so. I, I scored, uh, I scored quite a few, 80, 80, 89 tries. I think I scored. Yeah, yeah, mate. You you were fortunate enough to win four grand finals with the the mighty Rabbitohs. You yeah. have one which stands out. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I always think of uh, seventy one as as the one that I I sort of uh, like the best. I suppose uh, they were all great to win them, but I mean, just to, that that one to me was uh, was a tough game and 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 all that. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, we got some audio of that. I think you scored a try and had a hand in two others or something, and you got the the Clive Churchill medal that day. Or the, yeah. was it called that back then, or did they just give you man of the match? Nah, it wasn't called that then. It was called what was it called? Uh, the, um, uh, it wasn't the Clive Churchill medal. Nah, it was just the player of the match. I think player of the man of the match or something they called him. Yeah. They give me a picture of of, uh, of the of the game, so that's what you got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mate, <laughs> yeah anyway, uh, it was a, it was a great uh, great career there, mate. Four premiership wins out of six grand finals in a row. By the way, that yeah. doesn't happen very often, mate. Now, talk us about the yeah. circumstances that had you leaving the beloved Rabbitohs and going over the arch enemy, the Roosters. Well, that was that was all about money. I mean, South was struggling in them days, and. Uh, what happened? It's that the Roosters offered me a lot more money to go over there, and I was uh, well. I wasn't struggling, but I was looking to looking to uh, build my career, my future, and all that sort of stuff. So it was it was a, sort of a was it was it wasn't it was a tough decision, I've got to say. But it, but I I made it, and I and I thought only thinking of I was thinking of my family and where where where, where we go, where they were going, what, how we could go, and then. Uh, 
yeah, so we I, I made the decision to go. Well, you'd won, obviously, we just spoke about that, four grand finals. You're uh, first pick in the rep team every year then, so you're obviously entitled to a, a fair decent pay packet and um, it wasn't forthcoming, so you had to do what you had to do, mate. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah we was, told we, we told people you won four. We didn't mention the two with the chooks, maybe because uh, you know, they they might. <laughs> anyway, like I want to mention uh, the men of league, mate. Now I'm always telling people on the show here. We're telling people that it's a fantastic organisation. That's a field of void that wasn't there in the rugby league community. Can you tell us about your involvement as a founder and a president there, mate? Yeah, well, I we start when we started. We we. Um, a few a few blokes got together. There was uh, Roy Saliff and uh, and Jim Hall and a few other guys, and we all got together and we we made it, thought we'd do it, and uh, they sort of made me president, and I I uh, I took the I took the the, the handle and, and run with it. You know, I really got involved, heavily involved, and and I did for the 15 years. I was I was on I was chairman of the of the organisation, and and I still do a little bit today here and there, but. Uh, I, as you, you get a bit old, you get a bit, uh, you know, you, it's hard to keep going with doing yeah. all the stuff that you've got to do there. Yeah, you gave me a lot I, of good I service. I really enjoyed it. We yep. had we had some, uh, I, I really, you know, I, I was very proud of what I'd done there and how the, how I was able to help the, the organisation with the summit, with the people I've, you know, I had, I got Kerry Packer on side and, 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 and people like that who, who were, reasonably wealthy people and, and help the mental league help us at no end yeah mate you've, I know personally because you've helped a lot of people a lot of people in need that wouldn't have got that help anywhere else and um, just want to say to the listeners if you're not a member of men of league please go and join because they, they do support the rugby league community which is all of us and all the kids yeah. and the mums and dads We've, and we support that yeah you're right we support the mothers and the the, 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 the player, ex-players and the, and the mothers and and uh, and the kids and we 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 do a good we do a great job helping them. I mean, I could tell you so many stories about people we've helped in the in the community who who have been rugby league people, and uh, we we're very proud of that fact that we we can we could do that and we spent so much uh, time and effort in, in that doing that you know and we still do today. I mean, the organisation still runs the same way today as what it did you know ten years ago. Yeah, we. We were at a function the other day, Ron, up the juniors, and uh, it was a great day uh, had by all, you know what I mean? So it was a great organisation. Because yeah, our mate Henry Morris is heavily involved, and he's he's, he's a champion man. We've given him a shout-out before, but he deserves every one of them. So, H, good on uh, you, mate. He's he's a great man, Henry. Great man. Ronnie, you're, you're known for your great cover tackles, uh, for your speed and your try-scoring ability. Mate, did, uh, did you pride yourself on being such a complete footballer, or did it always come naturally? Oh well, I, I just done what I had to do when I played the game. I I really trained hard. I was I, I thought I had to, you know, and I and I I really thought I had to train harder than everyone else. And that was my theory. I'd be training harder than everyone else in the team. And you know, when they were going home, I'd probably try and stay back or do something else and do something extra on the week going up to a game. And yeah, I I was I was uh, you know I really thought that training was the secret of it. Fitness. Being fitter than everyone, but being fitter than the other blokes was uh, was my my secret to uh, what I think I'd done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the old saying, mate, what you put in is what you get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. yeah. And it's true today. A lot of the elite guys, they're just doing that bit extra, and that's why they're they're, they're that much better. Yeah. yeah I, I'm sure that's right. Yeah. Mate, you're lucky enough to be coached by the little master, Clive Churchill. 
regarded yep. as one of the greatest rugby league players of all time. Yeah. Mate, um, did you ever get a chance to watch him play, mate, in um in the fifties there? Yeah, I seen him play once at Redfern Oval. Well, I was I was a kid, but uh, you know, I just um, I, w- I went over there and uh, well and, and seen him play. Yeah, I, he, he was a good player. He was going to change player. the 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 way fullbacks played just to chime into the back line. Like they never did that before. They'll just back there to kick and defend. And, and I heard he yeah. was for his uh, for his weight and his size, he was a ferocious defender. From what I've read, yeah, mate. He, he was only ten and a half stone. And well, you know, which is I don't know how many kilos today. About I suppose about seventy kilos or something. Mm. But uh, he was a he was a tough bloke and and was always you know he was uh, you know I remember we <laughs> read from over one night. We he said right, oh boys, it's I don't think he's a fit enough. He said um, we, we're going to have a run around the, around the streets of Redfern. Mm. So <laughs> we yeah. were running around the streets of Redfern and uh, and Big Lurch. There was a someone on the left one, you know, the old um, PMG uh, boxes that they used to have on the the, the uh, phone phone boxes where the wires all used to go on the side of the footpath. Yeah. Well, well, someone had left the cover off it, and well, we're we're running along. A lurch lurch went down and fell down until <laughs> all, oh, all no. off his knees because. Because uh, uh, Clive Churchill had said we're going to do some extra, extra space, extra time, so we'll do we'll run some 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 more, run some meters, run a couple of miles, you know. So he's going to take us on a five mile run or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Lurch, Lurch, a, a real gentleman too. Sadly missed as well. Uh, he used to come in the dressing room like yourself and talk to us all the time. And I just remember him being such yeah. a lovely bloke. Hey, Bobby. Yeah, he John he wasn't, he wasn't John good that. He wasn't good that night when he run when he when he fell down the hole. <laughs> when he fell in the he hole, got, no, he wouldn't have been happy then. <laughs> he got up swearing and carrying on. And he said, "You don't score effing five mile tries. What are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John O'Neill, what a player he was too, mate. Yep, mate. Uh, yep. Bobby Bobby Mack had a, a few uh, Clive Churchill stories as well, and one of them was that he used to have to finish training early to get home uh, for his baked dinner. Is, is that true? <laughs> well, she'd throw it in the din- in the bin by eight o'clock. Well, I don't know about that, but, uh, yeah. but that's probably that's pretty, Macca said it was hands. Christian McCarthy said it. Was <laughs> <laughs> Mate, just another thing. I think it's uh, you're a, a life member of the SCG now, and you've got a plaque on the Walk of uh, Honor there that commemorates your career, and you've also have an Order of an Australia medal. And they, are they yeah. fabulous honours, mate? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm very proud and honoured to to receive all those awards. Um, yeah, it's just. It's just um, you know a great thing to be able to say that you know you've you've got them awards. So, uh, I, I you know I never thought I never played the game for anything like that. I, and, and what I done after the game, I've never looked for any any um, kudos or anything from from that from that. I mean, I played the game for the love of the game that I did, and I was lucky to go where I where I went. I think. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you're also in the Hall of Fame too. I meant to mention, which is another fantastic achievement. There's only. I think 106 players have ever played this great game of ours are in there, mate, and you're one of them. So, um, yeah, you're well-deserved too. Oh, thanks, boys. Thank you. Jeez, I'm getting a big head here. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it, mate. You deserve it. Ron, yeah. uh, mate, it's a big week for a lot of players uh, this week, grand final on uh, Sunday. Mate, have you got a prediction? We don't want you to be biased towards the Roosters, but uh, what's your thoughts? Oh, I think the Roosters, I've... You know, I think they're they're um, they're pretty good, a great side. They've got many champion players in there, um, 
And I, and look, hello. I, I, I mean, the Raiders beat South the other day, the other week, and uh, they 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 beat them fair and square. But but um, I, you know, I think I think and and that that could happen again. The Raiders could get up again, and they they are a great team. And you know, I, I certainly admire Ricky Stewart as a a really good coach and a bloke who has has really done good in the game. And uh, he's he's if anyone could could uh, bring up another team, I reckon Ricky's the bloke who could do it. Yeah, mate. Um, probably the last question. What's Ron Coot up to these days? Not much, I've got to tell you. I'm in the garden at this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Trying, I've got a, I've got a, a watering system that's not bloody working, and uh, I'm trying to get it going. Mate, so, any uh, any McDonald's? Oh, uh, my kids have got them all now. I've got out of them, and my kids have got uh, the, the ones that I had. Oh, good stuff, mate. Too much yeah. of a headache, no, mate. I it's good. I still like uh, admire McDonald's and what they do. I've had, uh, I had uh, thirty years with them. Yeah. Oh, mate, we used to love a Macca's food. I remember going to the movies in George Street and as a kid and the, the, the treat was having Macca's. And then also we get down the south coast a bit down to uh, Sussex Inlet to the mother-in-laws and we, we always stop at the uh, Albion Park one there. So, yeah, that's a... Well, uh, hey, hey, don't stop there. Stop at South Narrow. That's that's one of ours. Oh, yeah. I thought yours was <laughs> Albion Park. Uh, well, oh, well, I will. No, yeah, no. that's that's the one I go to, Ron. South Narrow. <laughs> that, um, that, that means you've just got to wait a little bit longer to get a food, Ron. I don't think you'll do that. <laughs> We're, we're, we're You're an absolute gentleman, mate. It's grand final week. It's our grand final edition. And um, good luck to all the teams on the weekend. And thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio, Ron. You're legend. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Good on you, Ronnie. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks, Ronnie. Good on you, mate. Sunrise on the station Breaks the morning spell Red and green streamers fly Inside the Railway View Hotel Cleveland Street shuffles shining Into the mighty roar We were walking through the twilight The day John Sadler broke his jaw Last tackle, the ball to Girdler It's been played at, the ball's been kicked through Fiddler's going to dive on the ball and give it straight away to Byrne Who streaks down the field He's only got Sadler in cover Byrne and Sadler, a great race Sadler A try-saving tackle that could turn the match That's the greatest covering tackle I've seen in 20 years of broadcasting In a pressure match like this Oh, a very old lock forward On a very fast winger, Stephen Blocker I'll tell you what, it was brilliant play there from Fiddler Got it on the outside to the faster man Byrne, I thought he was home But Scotty Sattler, what a magnificent cover. He had to turn around and chase. He showed all the fitness and great speed. He had to come across the lock forward tackle. You wouldn't see Ronnie Coote put one on like this. Sattler, he he couldn't get there for all money. I don't know how he did. Byrne, I thought, had the pace. He couldn't try to fend. Sattler puts him in the touch. Next up, grand final hero, Scott Sattler. Okay, we're lucky enough to have another grand final legend on the show. Famous for... His big tackle on Toddy Burns down there in 2003 at ANZ Stadium. Scott Sattler, welcome to Rabbitohs Radio. Hey, guys. How are you? Pleasure to, it's a pleasure to be here, and thanks for having me. Thanks, Sats. Hello, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Mate, uh, where are you from, and what was it like growing up there, bud? Where am I from? I was born in Camperdown, actually. Um, even though I spent most of my life in Queensland, um, obviously, with uh, mum and dad being at the Rabbits, uh, I was born in 1971, and... Um, and Dad ended up finishing up at the Rabbits at the end of '72, and we moved to moved to Queensland, and basically that's where I lived the rest of my life, other than when I was playing my rugby league in in Sydney. So, um, 
yeah, moved all around the place. Uh, didn't spend much time in, in New South Wales at, at all as a kid. And, um, but, you know, we were in pubs around Gladstone and Bribe Island and, and, uh, most parts of the Gold Coast. So we're in the pub game from 1976 onwards. And, and it was only over, over the last few years that, uh, dad really got out of them. So yeah, I was a bit of a, uh, bit of a gypsy for a, for a while there. How is dad, mate, by the way? He's good. He's good. He's, um, he looks a million dollars. He's, he, um, oh, that's good. He, yeah, he looks healthy. He's uh, he can remember every tackle he made in 1963, but can't remember what date is yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. but he's good. He's really good. He's, you know, he still enjoys watching the footy. Still gets really pissed off when the rabbits lose. Yeah, he, so he, do I, we. Over, <laughs> overall, he's he's going pretty good. Yeah. So, mate, I was going to ask you: Did you actually grow up as a South supporter, or have you got a soft spot for the bunnies? I've always been a South supporter. You know. I didn't have any any other opportunity to go for another team. It was basically it's in my DNA and and followed them as a kid. You know, I followed South Sydney as a as a kid and also South Brisbane when and Mal Meninga was my hero. But it's always South Sydney. I always had the, the old Smith Chris jersey and, and the hundred pipers and and I you know, I just didn't have any other opportunity and I remember as a kid growing up, you know, I was always in dad's jersey cabinet, pulling his old South Sydney jerseys out and and uh, and wearing those around the house, so um, <laughs> yeah, nice. love South Unreal. Sydney. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a real emotional attachment to the Panthers, obviously, but um, as part of my DNA, it's always been the Rabbits. We love it, yeah. mate. Yeah, and so you mentioned your dad's jersey. So yeah, what what was it like growing up, the son of a legend, a South legend, the great Johnny Sattler? I loved it. Yeah, you know, I loved it. I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, Dad, Dad never put any pressure on me as a as a footy player, but he did on one occasion in the grand final. But outside of that, he he never put any pressure on me. But I never realised how popular Dad was as a as a sports person. Or it wasn't until the first state of origin, nineteen eighty. I was seven years old. Or yeah, and I were walking out of the stadium. Everyone kept stopping and wanting to talk to him. And I kept saying to my sister, "Why do people want to talk to him for?" <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> yeah. That's when I really realised that that he had done something in sport. And um, obviously, living in the pubs is a fantastic public, and so many people came to the pub to to hear his stories. And so, yeah, the legend grew as a. As a son, I looked at him as a as a you know a, a great friend and a great father. But I actually looked up to him as a bit of a hero as well. After I started to learn a little bit more about him, um, as I was playing through the juniors, there's a lot more pressure on. A lot of the other parents used to try and um, try and use me, I suppose, as their uh, as their their circus or their their circus trick. Yeah, they always take try and take the piss out of me a fair bit on the on the ground. Um, I remember. One game we're playing at Bean League once uh, in between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. I remember I was packing into a scrum. I was a hooker. And I remember looking back to see the half halfback about to feed the ball, and I looked past the halfback and saw my mum being attacked on the sideline by this group of ladies. And it's <laughs> it's because yeah, it was just because it was just because of um, I suppose who I was, and and she was trying to stick up for me. And and then when you yeah, when you got graded, when you got graded, it didn't really matter that much. Um, but I remember we played at Redfern one day. I was playing um, – well, they took a game back to Redfern, South Sydney, and, and I, it was just one of my greatest highlights because – and correct me if I'm wrong, if you walk up the tunnel and turn to the left, that used to be the that used to be the home dressing sheds, but I think they changed it to the away dressing sheds for some reason. Yeah, yeah they that's did, right, yeah. Yeah, so I remember my dad said to me, my hook was the very last hook from the day when I arrived there and 11 years later I, was, I used the same hook and so I, I got there early and I put my bag on that hook and I used that hook and it was really special to me. And I remember walking to the end of the Redfern Tunnel and looking out over the 
this beautiful ground. You know, I'm thinking, you know, this basically all I've heard about is, is, is a Sunday afternoon at Redfern Oval. And um, this old lady was sitting in the very first uh, seat just next to the tunnel and, and she was knitting. And she looked like she was a rusted-on fan that would have watched Bernie Purcell play. Yep. And she, was, uh, she said, what's your name? And I said, oh, Scott. She goes, Scott who? I said, Scott Sattler. And she didn't even bat an eyelid. She mm. looked up and she goes, she didn't even look up. She said, you're not as good as your dad. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, <laughs> and you guys would have seen these fans like every day, how passionate they are. And anyway, we and we walked off after the game. And South had beaten us. I think it was like 36, 10 or something. As I walked past, she was still sitting there. She was halfway through whatever she was knitting. It would have been a and South she, Sydney blanket, I guarantee yeah, probably. you. Yeah, probably. She didn't even look up, did not even look up. And as I walked past, she knew I was coming past. She said, I told you you were shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, um, you know, I, I, I never ever once thought it was, um, pressure. I always used it as a bit of a motivation to be quite honest, because he was always a, he was a great footy player, but outside of that, he's a really good person off the field. And I always want to try and uh, replicate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that, mate. And, and the irony is that you are also now a grand final legend, just like Dad. So people are now stopping to talk to you, just like they were to your dad. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just touch on that, Sats. Um, chaps mentioned it in, in the intro. Uh, you made one of, if one of, or if not the greatest tackle in grand final history. Mate, just uh, run us through that moment. Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting because um, in 2002, guys, when – when Johnny Lang came to the club, he he, he pulled me aside and said, um, as an old school lock forward, I want you to play like the old school. He said, I want you to, whenever the ball's on the opposite side of the field on the last tackle, I just want you to start heading in behind the defensive line just in case you need it. You, you may never need to be, but just in case. And anyway, I did that from day one, every game, week after week after week. And then the very last game I got to play with Penrith and under Langy, the coach, I... Um, there was an opportunity, obviously, where ricocheted off Luke Rickerson's legs from a Ryan Girdler kick, and I just sort of started heading it behind like I had every other week. And um, and when Freddie threw the pass to Toddy Byrne and Toddy got past Luke Lewis, I I took off, guys, just hoping that I could probably push him towards the, to the corner post and score mm. in the corner. Um, I could hear, I couldn't hear anyone in the crowd. Funnily enough, you, you guys would understand as well. It doesn't matter how big the crowd is. For some reason, you can't hear them. You, you can hear all of your teammates around you, but you can't hear what's going on in the in the grandstands. I couldn't hear anything, but I could hear Reese West at the fullback yelling at me, saying, "My nickname was Scooter." He said, "Keep going, Scooter. I've got you." And I went, "Oh!" So I just kept chasing him. And fortunately enough. It was a wet night. If it was a dry night, he would have burnt me, I think. But um, being a wet night, I was fortunate enough to be able to get across. And I was always a bit of a mud runner, and I was able to, I was able to get really good contact on him. And being in the wet, we slid across the across the sideline. So, yeah, I was six all at that stage. And you know, a lot of people say it was a turning point. I don't, I don't know whether it was or not. I, I always felt as as you always do going into a, a big live game like that. You always feel as though you're going to win it. So, um, you know, it was just our season that year. You know, it was yeah. a pretty unique unique side and it was just it was just our time I think and fortunately enough for me guys it was my last game with the Penrith Panthers as well before I was moving on and um mm. it's just great for me personally a little bit selfishly that I got to leave the club with a really good memory from the fans a great ending yeah mate you mate just on that tackle you with your desire and determination mate you it was never going to score that try yeah you know I, I tried to pride myself um on on the extra work that I used to do off the field guys. And I remember my dad said to me when I, when I first got, when I first got identified uh, as a sort of 17 year old to go to the Gold Coast um, Seagulls, he said to me, listen, you're never going to be the best team, best player in the team. Like, 
but he said one thing you can control is you can be the fittest. And so I used to try and train as much as I possibly could. And I'd like to think that all the hard work paid off, you know, on that, on that final night. Mate, just on that, we had Ron, like I said to you, we had Ron Coot on earlier and exactly yep. what he said, mate. He trained as hard as he could because he wanted to be the best player. Well, yeah, you talk about tackles like that um, that I was fortunate enough to be part of. He did that on a weekly basis. Yeah, you know, he used to cut down guys on a weekly basis. Um, yeah. That was just the style that he played. And he yeah. he did. He, he really he really set a, a set a platform for a, a lot of lock forwards. And he was a guy that um, that I looked up to because I used to watch so many videos of Dad's old games. And basically, both he and Bobby McCarthy and were just absolute heroes of mine and yeah. the way that they played. You played for a couple of clubs, and you had a fantastic career in your own right, mate. Did you ever get an opportunity to play for the Rabbitohs? Were you ever offered a contract from the Mighty Rabbits, mate? Yeah, I was. Um, as a 17-year-old, I got invited to come down to what they called spring training. Um, I just I was my first year out of school, and uh, and I knocked it back because I was, to be honest, I was shit scared of Sydney. And then when I was um, when I was uh, the nine, end of, end, halfway through '98, it was I was at the Gold Coast Chargers, and I was having a pretty good year. And I was talking to three clubs. I was uh, South Manly and Penrith, and um, and I said, remember saying to my dad, I said, listen, it's our South Manly and Penrith. He said, I, I said, I, I don't know whether I want to go to South because I play in jersey number 13. That was your jersey. That was your legacy. And if it doesn't work out for me, I, I don't want to you know, tarnish your legacy. And and so I sort of – I didn't sort of contemplate that. Um, and then I said to him, listen, the other, cha- other choice is Manly or Penrith. And he said, well, if you play for Manly, I'll never watch you play another uh, yeah. <laughs> It forced me out to the Blue, Blue Mountains. Yeah. Yeah, Manly was the enemy when your dad played. Don't worry about that. Yeah, and then when, when I was when I was coming off contract to Penrith after the grand final, I was talking to South and the West Tigers. And um, and then South again, I just I just – I got a little bit jittery. I just thought to myself, if I went there and again got injured in the first game and and just again tarnished the whole legacy, I just didn't want to do it. I just felt as though that he worked too hard to to build that legacy up, and I didn't want to taint it at all. Mm. No, that's fair enough, mate. Now these days you got a job in the media. There you're on twelve sixty nine and and covering and commentating a few games these days. But um, the Rabbitohs have picked up a few decent signings out of that competition up there. The halfback Troy Dargan for North Devils. And I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Adini Gebe for winning Manly Seagulls, mate? Can you tell us, the Rabbitohs fans, a little bit about those blokes and what to expect from them? Yeah, Troy Dargan's been Broncos contracted um, for a couple of years now. He's a young, quick halfback. Um, Hasn't really, hasn't got a a role in the NRL yet. Um, But uh, Wayne Bennett's always been a huge fan of his. And so if Wayne Bennett's a huge fan of his, um, I think you'll see a a lot of games from Troy Dargan in first grade in 2020. Edna Gebby is the most exciting player in the Intrust Super Cup in Queensland. He's a 23-year-old Papua New Guinean, um, and he came down from the Hunters this year down to um, play his trade with the Winnie Manly Seagulls, and he's he's outstanding. He averages about 280 metres a game. His kick returns are amazing. He's, he's quick. He, he plays like a Preston Campbell. He's bigger than Preston, but he's, he plays a lot, a lot like a Preston Campbell, Benny Barber-type player. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty special. He's a pretty special player. And the good part about him is he's he's been brought up just by the basics of the game. He hasn't been overcoached, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes plays sense. a bit of footy think, in that. Yeah, and I think that's why he'll get a lot of success with Wayne because Wayne is his uh, simplicity is his is his um, major yeah. is his major trademark. Yeah, not over-structured. We'll look out for him next yeah. year for the, the Rabbitohs. Hopefully he makes mm. his way into the first grade. Sats, mate, what are your thoughts on this week's... Uh... 
big game, the, the Raiders versus the Roosters. Uh, have you got a prediction and a Clive Churchill medalist winner? My heart is saying Canberra because they're sort of everyone's second favourite side this year. Mm. Um, yeah, living most of my life in Queensland, we um, we sort of got to love the love the Raiders because of so many Queenslanders who went down there, Belcher and Meninga and Jackson and Coyne and Steve Walters, just mm. to name a few, and um, Sammy Bacco. So we got to love the Raiders and, and still do. So my heart's saying the Raiders, Jack White and Clive Churchill medalists and win by six, but... My head's saying this Roosters team, unfortunately, I can't stand the Roosters, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, join we, the club. We can't either here on <laughs> yeah, Rabbit's radio. I just, I just I, I can't see this Roosters team being penetrated on a regular basis. So I saw the Raiders, you know, three three tries last week. But the Pali one was outstanding. But the two other tries were a, a drop ball in the end goal and a, mm. and a fumble from Jack White. So yeah, they were lucky tries. Yeah. yeah, so but the good part about them is, is they get a lot of offloads. They get a lot of second phase play. They play a unique style. They spread the ball a little bit. That's how you break up Melbourne and, and the Roosters. And the they, Roosters, they, yeah. they want you to play a structured structured um, game against them, but that's not what the Raiders will do. So I think we're in for an absolute belter. I just think I think it's going to be an amazing scene because um, big believer in fairy tales, and, and I hope the Raiders do win. I really do. Yep. Join yeah. the club, mate. Where are you going to watch the big game this week, mate? You with family or you got commitments? No, I got commitments um, out there commentating the uh, Interest Super Cup, the sorry, the state championship between the two. Uh, Burley Kenry Company Trust, Burley yeah, Burley Newtown, Newtown, yeah. and then um, and then call the um, and then call the the main game, the grand final for NRL Nation on radio. Yeah, well, good on you, mate. Um, now, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio. Thanks, Scott. Anytime, guys. Thanks very much. Good thanks, on you, Sats, and say good day to the old man for all the Rabbitohs supporters, will, mate. Guys, thank you very much. Thanks, thanks mate. Be, mate it'd, be, it'd be absolutely chuffed to have spoken to you guys. Good on you, mate. Okay. See you, guys. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Gotcha. And now the South Sydney theme song, and those of you in the crowd, lift up your transistors and give out with Up the Rabbitohs. Here's the South Sydney theme song. Away we go, John. in support on the inside. He takes the reverse pass and dashes 20 yards to touch down between the posts. Next up on the show, we're going to talk about three grand final heroes from that great 2014 season, boys. First up, George Burgess. Thoughts on him? What about the impact that George had on this club coming out from England as a young fella? Yeah, well, um, we were in need of a, a big front row or a big body because we we're just about to lose Roy Asatasi. Uh, Scotty Geddes, and we're very fortunate um, that Sam was already at the club and, and he enticed his brother, Big George, to come to the Mighty Rabbitohs and, uh, geez, he left a big impact and, you know, no bigger than that 2014 grand final and that spectacular try he scored. Yeah, George was, was brilliant for us. He played 150 games for the Rabbitohs and scored 13 tries and, like you said, Brownie, none was better than that one in the GF that really broke the doggies and... Um, that's when we sort of knew we had him. Now, the story of how the Burgess family came to see us is a great one and will be told forevermore by grateful Rabbitohs fans. George, good luck at Wigan, mate. 
and thanks very much for your service at the Mighty Rabbitohs. Yeah, 100%, George. Absolutely loved when Georgie was steaming onto the ball there. 2014, he, a lot of tries were scored off the back of his play of the ball, some of his big surges, and he got us into a position to win our first grand final in 43 years. On behalf of Rabbitohs Radio, thank you very much, Georgie. Yep. Do you think he'll come back when he's finished at Wigan because uh, all his family's look, here? Yeah, well, all the family. I remember Adrian Morley said uh, he loved it here and um, once he retired, he, he went back over and uh, played for the Warrington Wolves and said he was going to return, but he hasn't returned. So, yeah, so. Um, home is home, you know what I mean? True, so, oh, true. Love, loves Coogee Beach, Georgie. I reckon he might come back and get a pair of those big British cozies on some stage there, Georgie. The budgie, anyway, the budgie smugglers. Good luck over there in Wigan. And the other one is the... The Kuna Barabin product who grew up a mad South fan and his grandfather was a big South fan who passed away earlier this year. Um, Kyle Turner, the big dog, they call him. Um, he, he had a fantastic season in 2014. Came on as a rookie and played in the grand final, which doesn't happen very often, along with Alex Johnson. He played as a rookie that year too. Um, he, he's been a great servant of the game. Probably lost a little bit when he had that neck injury. Mm. Um, but he, he found a bit of form earlier this year playing in the centres and he plugged the hole when G.I. was out and we were Definitely. very short on centres. Yeah. He's been Definitely. a good player for us. He's, he's been st- an unsung hero, basically. Yes. Um, Jeez, he's tough. How yeah. tough is he, boys? Yeah. He, put, he put his body on the line and like you said, chaps, he, he filled a great role this season. I thought he was one of our better players uh, through that first half and uh, the middle part of the season playing in the centres. Uh, he was performing really well and... Um, yeah, he's going to be sadly missed as well. Picked yep. up a few injuries late in the season. You might have even found him in the centres to tighten up some of those um, defensive centre positions, which were a bit lacking towards the back end of the season. Um, but anyway, Kyle, good luck in retirement or whatever you end up doing. I think you might. I think you'll play rugby league in the bush and give something back. That's the sort of person he is. Back at Kuna. Yeah, he might be yeah. back at Kuna Barabi. He might play five eight down there. Who knows? Yeah, he could. He I'm, could. I'm not sure, but um, good luck, mate. The other one doesn't need any. More introduction. He is uh, retiring. Played his last game on Friday night in that 16-10 to 10 loss against Canberra. And he absolutely gave everything. He had a strip in that final minute. Had a try assist out to Campbell Graham with, what, 40 seconds left on the clock. He left nothing in the tank, boys. Little left foot kick down into you the corner. You mentioned he was one of our most consistent players all season this year. In his 16th season in rugby league. Yeah, he has been. Um, what I sort, of, I, what sort I, of legacy has he left, John Sutton? Yeah, well, I, to be honest with you, he's probably uh, playing, you know, the, probably the best part of his footy now at the end of his career. So, you know, it's going to be sad to see Sutto go and um, we another one we're going to miss dearly. And um, the great Glenn Farrer told us that our mate Hilton, the Bomber, Thomas. The Bomber. So a lot of the listeners bomber. on the show will know the Bomber. He said he knew Sutter was going to be great as a kid playing for the Mighty Wombat. Hilton, the Bomber, has indicated that he knew he was going to be a champion and uh, the Bomber wasn't wrong. Just have a listen to this. And there's a little kick by John Sutton, weighted perfectly. Oh, one of the Canterbury players ran into the uprights. They scored another try. It's Adam Reynolds. Yeah, so we went back and looked at some of the footage of that, that game and started putting that little kick in for Reynolds to score under the post. Like he had all the skills too. So he captained the Bunnies to a grand final win in 2014. That on its own is enough. Incredible. But everything else is, 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 is sensational. So, yeah, good luck to you in the future, mate. I can, go to, I can go to my grave a happy man because of Sutter. Me too. And I'm looking forward to seeing him cracking a few waves down there at North River and, and, and hassling a lot of those non-locals down there, the big unit. Um, he's actually going to strap on the boots next year for, for Kenzo Dragons by the looks yep. of it. So if anyone's looking to... 
go down and watch an A-grade team. I think Kenzo might be he's looking, the look, team to follow. And also Ron Coop, former Kenzo Dragon there, Kenzo yep. United. So. Look, he's looking for comp number 12 yeah, for, the, so. uh, for the... For Kenzo, I'm happy for Stacey and 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 the kids. They're going to spend a lot of time with their dad and and yeah. have a fruitful career. John Sutton, on behalf of Rabbitohs Radio, thank you very much. Yeah, thank and thanks for your time, Sato, on this program as well. So, uh, yep. well done, mate. And oh, we'll get him luck in the future. We'll get his thoughts next year on a few games. Don't no, worry we'll about get that. him back. We'll get him back. Special guest, big fan of the show, Sato. Next up, grand final hero, Mark Geyer. Mark Geyer, welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, mate. G'day, boys. Uh, absolute pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. G'day, MG, mate. How are you, buddy? Hello, MG. Fantastic, Lou Roy. Hello, Lou mate. Roy, Mabo. Hello, mate. Good to talk to you, boys. Mate, just a couple of questions here on Rabbitohs Radio. Just a generic one we ask every single person that comes on here, far and wide. Where are you from, mate? What was it like growing up there? Mate, I'm uh, from Mount Druitt. Uh, mum and dad born in, uh, born and raised in Auburn. I was born in Auburn Hospital. Moved out to Mount Druitt when I was uh, 18 months old and just, uh, lived there until I was uh, 20 and then moved to Penrith and been to Penrith ever since, brother. 100%, mate. I'm sure you had many chances to live in other places and you've, you've stuck fat with Penrith, haven't you, mate? Well, I, I lived in Perth for a few years and uh, had a year at Balmain. Um and uh, how do you get your minor? So I've, uh, I've seen, seen some other places, but yeah, Penrith, Penrith's where I am and where I'll be forever. Penrith's where the heart is, mate, 100%. MG, I'm going to take you back to 1986, buddy. Uh, I wonder if you remember the under-23s grand final. I was playing for the uh, the Bunnies and you were playing for Penrith. Now, your Penrith team was coached by Graham Murray and you had yourself and Tony Butterfield and my side was Ian, uh, blokes like Ian Roberts and Wayne Chisholm and I came off the bench as an 18-year-old. Do you remember that, mate? I do. I do because um, we we were a bit of a chance until the Rabbitohs stacked their team. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we thought, who's this Ian Roberts? Who's this uh, Ross? Who's this other bloke? And I think he's beat us 13-0 at the, uh, at the SCG. And uh, yeah, yeah, he had a gun side. And yeah. we were lucky enough. A year later, I played uh, Muzzle Coaches to the Reserve Grade Grand Final against Manly. So, yeah, but I do remember that. That was my first first Grand Final on the on the Hallowed Turf, and it was a, a great experience. Yeah, we did. We we the first grade couldn't make the finals that year, so they brought back some of the stars. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I was starting up until then, and all of a sudden I was I was gone to the bench. But uh, yeah, and also just uh, Muzzle Graham Murray, what a real gentleman, wasn't he? A good coach and a good man before he passed away. Oh yeah, mate. I miss him badly. I, I, I do. I, um, he was my mentor as I was coming through the grades, and uh, he was a bloke who was really staunch. He there's no bullshit about him. 
and what you saw is what you get. He was a, he was a school teacher, you know, and then he went to uh, after after leaving Penrith, I think he went to uh, Illawarra, and then up to the Cowboys. And I, I, he called me up once, uh, I think 2004, when they they got through to the grand, or well, 2005 maybe, when they got through to the grand final against the Tigers. And uh, yeah, yeah, very much. Miss Bally Mavo, he's a, he's, a, he's a great man, and um, his, his wife Amanda was, uh, and my wife Megan were real close friends uh, coming through the grades. Yeah, real legend of rugby league, Graham Murray. Now, being grand final week, mate, you were lucky enough to play in not only the under-23s in the reserve grade finals in 86-87, you are also lucky enough to play in a really good young Penrith side in 1990 and 1991 against the Raiders who are playing in the grand final this week. What's the grand final week like, yeah. mate? Like, um, who's going to handle it better? Obviously, the Roosters have got the runs on the board, but is that going to be taxing on this Raiders side, mate? Have been a little bit sheltered down there in the nation's capital. Yeah, you know what? It's a, it's a good point you make about being sheltered. That's kind of a that could be an advantage to the Raiders. You know, sometimes out of sight, out of mind is exactly where you want to be. But there's no pressure on the Raiders. It's all. It's, everyone thinks that the Roosters are going to win it. The Raiders. Haven't won a competition since 1994. Uh, that's well publicised. Uh, so look, every stat that you look at points to a, um, a Roosters victory. But I'll tell you, um, the Raiders, the Raiders from mine just had this kind of destiny about them. So very similar to 1989 uh, when they won the comp, you know, 30 years almost to the, to the day. And I remember in 1990 when we first got the grand final, we kind of celebrated a little bit too much, you know, like it was, you know, we'd won the comp before it even played it. We, we had uh, civic receptions and, you know, we had parades down the middle of High Street and we had got the keys of the city and we got T-shirts made up. We went to the grand final breakfast in, in the city on the Wednesday night and Gus Gould said, boys, look, we've got the breakfast in the morning. You can go, go back to your rooms and, you know, do what you want to do, but don't, you know, have, a, have, a, have an early night. Got to about three in the morning, there was about ten of us in, in a room. <laughs> 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 We're on the piss and um, ordering Dom Perignon. And, um, Unreal. And seafood and take the boy out of Penrith. You can't take Penrith out of the boy. And uh, <laughs> about, four, about four in the morning, there was a, there was a knock on the door. And uh, we said to our winger, Paul Smith, Smitty, just go and check who it is, mate. We thought it might have been some, you know, one of the waiters saying we hadn't, we hadn't charged it or something. And uh, Smitty looked through the keyhole of the door and he said, it's, it's Gus. We went, oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. So we all started jumping behind lounges and hide behind curtains. And he let him in, and uh, Gus walked in and said, "Boys, uh, I know you're in here. I know you know you can see me." And he said, "Just want to say you've just lost the grand final. Yeah, you know, a bit dramatic." And but he, history will tell you we did. We're lucky enough to get the grand final um, again, '91, two and a half time, down 12-6. But this time it was different. This time it was Roy Simmons' last game. We had something to play for ourselves, we had, to, we had to do it for Royce. MG, mate, uh, yeah, it was a great win. I was actually at the game, and mate, how did it feel to win the Panthers' first competition? It must have been a great feeling to bring their first premiership home. It was the best, mate. I, I, I've got five kids, and every one of those births were uh, magnificent, and, and they change your life forever. As far as sporting achievements go, but when you go so close to the year before we lost it, and I'm sitting there at full time, and, I, and and you used to see blokes at full time in tears. I'm going, come on, man, what's soft cocks? How, how can you do that? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> here I am doing the same thing. So you can't control it. You, you you know how hard you've worked to get there. You know that a lot of the best players in our game never even get a chance 
to play in one, let alone win one. And, and I thought that was it. That was our chance because we had a really good group of players. With uh, a couple were retiring that year, and uh, Chris Mortimer and Peter Kelly were leaving us. And when we scored in the corner, when Roy scored his second try in the corner, and Randy started to hit the goal from the sideline for me to be confident. It was, you know, we're five points up at that stage, uh, 17-12. And once Brandy kicked that goal from the sideline, and, and that's the fact is that he was kind of kicking that year at 58% or something. He was kicking like, a, you know, the dog's breakfast. Yeah. So for him to know one from the sideline, that was the realisation that we won it. Nice. The, the feeling of, of just goes right through your body like you've never felt before. And I, I screamed that hard that I, for about three or four days, I, I couldn't talk because of, I think I burst vessels in my throat because I just screamed that loud that we won it. And uh, you just can't, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic feeling. And I, I these boys coming in on the game on Sunday, I really do down hope that the, the Raiders get a chance to feel it with this young group because it, it's, it stays with you forever. Oh, definitely, mate, definitely. And know, knowing MG, I'm sure there would have been a big party after that uh that grand final win, mate. Well, I think I saw you down at Ziggurats and Benny's for a couple of nights in a row. So, uh, 100%. We, had off, we, had our, we had our shirts off and on the roller skates with Manoa Thompson for a few nights. So, that was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what happened? I, we had to go to England to play Wigan. Yeah. And uh, I, then I said, no way. This is too good. This is this celebration's too good. How can you break this? And, and so, I, the day before we had I rang on the CEO, and I said, mate, I've lost my passport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Get out of it. He goes, uh, he goes, man, unfortunately, we're going to come. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> so we jumped, the next morning, we jumped on the plane with the Gold Coast for a week. Oh, nice. nice. Mate, can you just take us back to that, that moment in that in that game when I think it was Scott Gale did the short kickoff and uh, you fielded the ball. Can you just take us through the, your memories of that actual moment, mate? Yeah. I Look, we, we've been... We'd been at their line for about 10 minutes, it seemed. I'd, I'd, I'd been simbing the second half for calling Martin Weeks a cheat, you know, because I, um, and I'm, you know, I'm lucky I didn't get sent off, really. And uh, once I come back out the field, the score was still 12-6. And when I got back on the field, we kind of had about six or seven sets in a row at their line, and, and they just kept repelling us, you know. They, they found a way to stop us from scoring. And, and then... I remember Brandy put a grubber kick through and now Meninga dived on the ball and then I saw Scotty Garth grab the ball and I, I said, I think he's going to try a short one here. So I just, my first reaction was just going to, I was just going to dive on it and just try and get field position. But then I just said, I, I started running towards the ball and it just kind of bounced right into my hands perfectly. And, and then I, I saw the gap open up. I thought I was going to score. And Mal, Mal Meninga was back there. He tackled me and then I heard... Uh, a voice come from nowhere, come, MG, MG, and it was, uh, it was Simo. Little Roycey. Uh, little, little, little nugget. Uh, <laughs> ran around and uh, little Elmer Fudd got the ball and um, scored in the, in the corner. And that was, you know, that, again, that, that exhilaration that you feel when that happens, especially for him who has been Penrith, you know, one of the Penrith's best ever players. His first one to represent Australia from Penrith. He played Origin. He was our captain for that long and, to see him go out like that was um, it was just a fantastic moment. It's one of the great grand finals, yeah, mate. Cameron, you, got, you, you, got to, you got to throw in 89, 91, 97, 2003, 2005, and that 2015 one. They're, they're the best grand finals I've seen. Hey, Royce, was stated that he was going to have a, a beer with everyone in Penrith, and I'm sure he would have. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, I think he's, he's, he's about three quarters full. He's, he's, he's got his yeah. check. He's like, a, he's like Santa Claus with his checklist. He's, 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 he's marking off names, and... He's doing his best to get everyone. Yeah, what a way to finish your career, though, mate. It was uh, was sensational. Yeah, I'm just I'm glad you, you you told us about that because we've played that audio on the show and um, it just sounds unbelievable. So um, fast forward to your media career. We uh, 
we've had our, our good friend Anthony Maroon on the show, and we had some uh, coffee with him yesterday. What's it like working at Triple M, mate? It looks like it's a lot of fun with the boys. Uh, it is, brother. Yeah, I, you know, I retired in two thousand. I, I, I was all all of a sudden, you know, it was it was sudden. I, I wanted another year, and it was ironic that that, that same bloke who um, Scott, who I set up for the try in the grand final was the one telling me that I should hang up the boots. Royce was the coach, uh, coach at Penrith. Where I was playing with Leroy, yeah. um, and he called me into the training facility about two days before pre-season, um, and he said, "I want you to look at some." And I, I thought, "Oh, Jesus, what's he got?" And he had, he had two big uh, TV screens set up, and one was on was me in my prime, and one was me in my last year of, of footy. And he said, "MJ, I don't want people to remember you like this." Yeah. And I said, "No, nah. it looked like the one on the, on the right hand side of my last year it looked like I was in slow motion." So. He kind of made it to retire, and I'm glad he did because I would have embarrassed myself. I went, I went one more year. I was 32. I was happy, and then I didn't really have a plan to do anything um, at all. So the, literally the day, two days after I retired, uh, I got a call from a bloke at C91.3 Campbelltown Radio. Um, it was Rob Duckworth. He used to work at Triple M years ago. Yeah. He said, "Mate, I yep. saw you. I saw you retired. Um, how would you like to just?" Uh, on a Friday, we crossed the and do some tips. And on Monday, we do like a review of the, the weekend that was. And I said, oh, great, yeah. Um, so I'd done that for about three or four months. And then I've got a Saturday show down there at Campbelltown. And, you know, I said to myself, I'm just not going to say no to anything. So I did some work for ABC Radio. I did some work for 2UE, 2GB, you know, kind of like a gun for hire mm. type thing. When people were out, they just called me up and wrote a column for Rugby League Week. And, and then Triple M uh, asked me to do... Dead Set Legends in 2007 on a Saturday. and I did that for a couple of years, and then the breakfast show came up in 2009 and did that for nine years, and now I've got my own show, which uh, is a lot better hours. Yeah, good stuff, mate, good stuff. And just touching on that breakfast show, mate, you were kind enough to cover our walk um, from the Gold Coast yes. to Sydney, and um, we appreciated that with the Rise Foundation, who's one of our sponsors, and... Mate, just um, just give us a little insight into your foundation. I know you do a walk from Bathurst to Blacksland every year, the Great Walk Foundation. You do great things for charity. Give us a bit of an insight to that. Uh, Leroy, that's pretty self-explanatory, mate. We walk from Bathurst to Blacksland. We started it off walking from Blacksland to Bathurst and realised we're walking uphill. So, oh, um, how good is it? <laughs> <laughs> we turned, oh, so we turned it around and said, um, yeah, we, we've raised, in 13 years, we've raised 1.4 mil for local charities. Good on you, mate. Nice, uh, there's very a good. Group of, there's a cool group of eight of us who, who do it, um, and it's getting bigger and bigger each year. You know, so now a couple of the, the kids are coming along and doing a leg with us. It's about 38 k's a day, and the good thing is that there's no overheads. Every cent we make, we ask the, you know, the kids' hospital and the team, what do you want? They say, we want, we, we need some incubators, so... Mm-hmm. We buy. We've got our own ward. We've got our own ward at the Penn Hospital, the Great Walk Foundation ward, and we buy buses for hospitals and stuff. So it's, you know, instead of giving people money, and they, you know, sometimes they don't know what to do with twenty or thirty grand. You know, some charities. So we just say, what do you need? And we just buy them what they need. So it's, uh, it's an easy, it's easy to do. So I love doing it. Yeah, as you know, um, when you're in a position to help other people, um, it's, it's probably one of the best feelings you can have in life when like us as ex-sportsmen to much is given, I suppose much is expected. And I think is if we, if you know the person we say no to, that's, that's the person who, who tells 20 or 30 people that, no, oh, that, that prick said no to me. And it's so easy to say, no, no worries. You know, it's, yeah. Um, mate, and, and, I, I, I love, I love, I love the maturity. And you've, you've won a, a well-deserved order of Australia medal in uh, 2013, mate, for service to the sport of rugby league football 
into the community through a range of charitable organisations. So, yeah, I, can, I suppose that would have meant a bit to you, mate. I remember we got the uh, went to government house in, in, in town and uh, mum and dad, like the first time out of out of Penrith for a while, they, you know, we met the governor and uh, Murray Bashar and her husband, the late great um, uh, Nick Shahidi. And uh, we are the last four out. We'll, last time I looked at that, he was having a beer with, with Nick and my missus and mum were walking out with their shoes in their hand like they had a day at the races. And I said, come on, man, we're a government house. And you, you guys are in. <laughs> <laughs> So here I'm getting order. Here I'm getting order of a medal of Australia, and we're we're half half tank. Um, <laughs> uh, you're a good man, MG. You're a good man, that's mate. That's the way it is, isn't it? That's you got, you got to do it in style, MG, yeah. mate. Style. Just being Rabbitohs Radio here, mate. We we we've we just want to get your thoughts. I know we've we've waxed lyrical about this bloke all season. He's going to be a match winner, and I believe he could captain Australia one day, mate. Cam Murray, thoughts on Cam Murray? The future he's got ahead yeah. of him. This kid, and he's he's got a good head on his shoulders too. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I love the bloke. I, I, I think he's um he's a, he's one of, he's a throwback. You know, he's one of them guys who he could have made it in any era. He could have made it. Uh, he's respectful. He's definitely going to be a he's he's a New South Wales captain in waiting. Uh, look, the way that South went went out wasn't quite the way that South fans would have liked. But I I really saw some positives in that game against Canberra last week. Adam Dewey in particular, Campbell Graham. Um, and they're all, they're all part of this young core group that the Rabbitohs are, are starting to pull together in, in the right direction, you know, and, and I think Cam Murray's going to lead them. You know, you've got Damian Cook for another four or five years at his best, and the nucleus of your side will be around, you know, you've got to build a team around Cam Murray. Uh, he's the man, and he'll be the he'll be the future captain of not just the Rabbitohs, but to speak highly enough of him. Yeah, well, we'll value your time here, mate. We might get a score prediction for this week's GF, Canberra versus uh, the Roosters, mate. What do you think, bud? We might get a Clive oh, Churchill. What about a Clive Churchill too? Okay, sweet as sweet a nut. I'll go Raiders 18-16 and hey. Josh Hodgson for the match. Josh Hodgson, man of the match. Didn't yeah, he nice. play well the other night nice, in that mate. first half? Hey, he's, he's a freak. He's, he's, he's in the top five players in the game at the moment. I don't think Canberra can win without him. No, he could be the difference. I mean, just before you go, can you tell us what it was like playing with our uh, co-host here, Leroy Brown, Darren Brown? <laughs> My only regret is I didn't do it for long enough. Yeah, that's uh, it. I loved, I loved it. He's, uh, he's, he's one of us. He's, you know, he's. There's not many. It's, you know how it is, Mavo, when you meet other teams, and you know, like I'm, I'm about to interview tonight on our show, Brad, Bradley Clyde, and yeah, yeah good man, you good hear man. a lot about, uh, you hear a lot about other players until you meet them and, and, and play with them and train with them. Well, it was Leroy. Leroy, Leroy was. He should have been a Penrith boy. I know he, I know he's deep rooted in the in the South South Sydney area, um, but. He's a business type of player without pissing in his pocket who could uh, fit in anywhere. He's a good clubman, a uh, good player, but most importantly, he's a great bloke. Uh, mate, yeah, the feeling's mutual, right. MG. Thanks you're for right. that compliment, mate. You're right, mate. He is. You're, you're, a, you're an absolute legend, MG. We thank you for your time here on Rabbitohs Radio. He's going all the way. Somebody stop him and they did. But they stopped him too late. Okay, this is the Pathways by the Juniors. Now that Jersey flag team, boys. Um, I know we got knocked off Friday night in first grade, but guess what? We've had a big win. 16-14, a gripping second half. Um, how'd you see it, boys? I know you were all texting each other during the day, listening well, to it on Steel Sports 
Radio.com.au. I prefer to talk about this win than Canberra loss. Bit of revenge, maybe, boys? You just asked how how we saw it. Oh, we didn't actually see it because it wasn't televised. It's unbelievable. No, I actually watched it on... New South Wales Rugby League.com, the second live stream, half. Yeah, yeah. Because I was out and about listening to it in the well, I listened live to stream, it. but I listened to it on uh, Steel Sports Radio uh, with the boys down there, and uh, it, it sounded an exciting game. Uh, no yep. point, no point scored in the second half, sixteen fourteen into the break, and uh, by by all reports, uh, they had to defend their line. For many, many sets, the Rabbitohs, and there was a bit of controversy at the end. There was. Now, that was Blake Taff, and we had him on the show, and I've actually posted his interview after the game on our website if you want to go and have a look to young Blake talking about the win. But the siren went. They'd won the game, and he threw the ball over the sideline. Unfortunately, what he did is threw it forward about five metres, which is a deliberate forward pass. Deliberate forward pass. Now, you never see it anymore. Usually, they just say it's a scrum or whatever. But in this case, they got the ruling right. And the Raiders had a kick to level at the centre at the Golden Point. And lucky for us, lucky for young Blake and the Jersey Fleck team, that goal missed. Yeah, well, Craig Wing was commentating on it. They didn't know what happened at the end of the game. They, they thought it was over. And it was actually, I won't say five murders. If you've seen the pass, it was pretty flat. There wasn't much in it. No, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really think it was yeah. even, honestly, I don't think it was forward. That's what everyone was sort of shaking their heads a little bit. Oh, but anyway, okay, yeah. and there was a lot of pressure on the young kid from Canberra and he's ended up hooking it to the left. But um, the boys got the victory and they went and celebrated up there at um, Juniors at Maroubra yeah. uh, well, with their families and friends and the coaches, which is fantastic. Nice. And um, congratulations to Blake Taff, who won Man of the Match, who was our ho- uh, guest on the show last week. And I just want to say congratulations to all the Rabbitohs. And Ben uh, Rogers. Young Rab- ben Rogers has given us a hand all season. Yeah. Give us a few tips on who to look out for. And in particular, the Taft family, who I'm pretty close to there. Uh, his father, Darren, Uncle Brad, his cousin, Bo, um, his grandmother, Colleen, and Bob. And um, congratulations to the Taft family and all the junior Rabbitohs. And I can't wait just to see you guys in first grade. Well, that's good signs that we're winning these uh, junior comps. And some of these kids, we can look forward to making their way into the first grade in the next year or two. Yeah, Ben's already mentioned a couple of players that uh, we can look out for next year. And... Uh... Kai Rodwell, uh, a big strapping young forward who didn't play in the game. He's no. been out injured all year. So look out for that name uh, next year. Yeah, I noticed he was part of the grand final celebrations, which is important. But there was probably one guy that stood out a little bit I was, there. I was a... part of the grand final celebrations as well when the under-21s won as well. Yeah. I, did, I didn't get to play, but oh, yeah. um, I joined in the celebrations. Yeah, beautiful, mate. A uh, bit of a Josh Addo car lookalike, that, that Kane Allen on the wing. So keep an eye out for him, mate. He's, he's got speed to burn. Bit of a string bean too. Okay, we're lucky enough to have Brad Cook on the line from work with NITV. He's worked with ABC Radio. He's going to be commentating the Curry knockout this weekend up there at Tugra on the Central Coast. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, Brad. Oh, thanks, chaps. What an absolute honour it is to be on with you, fellas. Thanks, Cookie. Hello, Cookie. What a huge week, eh, mate? We've obviously got the, the NRL Grand Final, and you're probably lucky to get a chance to have a look at it, mate, with what what you get up to these days, bud. But um, give us a little rundown on the event, mate, You've and how long you've been associated with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably the biggest event, I'd say, in rugby league anywhere in the world, and it's probably one of the biggest knockout events anywhere in the world as well. Um, I've been involved since I was a young black fella growing up in La Perouse, playing in these uh, carnivals. I played in the early 90s with Larpa in the knockouts, Um and, you know, finished pretty early on in my footy career, around about 21, 22. Um, and then I've been following, obviously, as a, as a fan 
And then for the last 12 years, I've been really fortunate to be the lead commentator for NITV's coverage of, uh, of the carnival. Yeah, you do a fantastic job there, mate. I listen to it every single year, being a La Perouse fan, mate. Yeah, now I watched it last year, mate, and uh, the, the LaPerouse Panthers had a good run. They, I think they got done in the final by, was it uh, the Newcastle team? Uh, oh, it was tough. It was a tough loss, yeah. And I know they'll, the, the side that had the Fafuda boys, was that, they, were going, they were going a bit rough too, and um, our boys copped a bit of a battering, but they, they toughed it out and got through to the final. Yeah, I mean, when you when you go into the knockouts, it's it is tough footy, and you know they don't have twenty five camera angles and um, big screens for referees to look at. Um, so there there are moments there where things get a little bit hairier on the field than they might normally, and, and referees have got a, a tougher job than they would normally, where you'd have a you know a bunker giving them a bit of a heads up that someone went high. Uh, it was a tough semi final. They, they you know they play six games to to win this knockout. Um, and it's it's one game on the Saturday. They play three games on the Sunday, and that gets them through to the semi-finals on the Monday. And they play them at 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. So for blokes who you know pretty much at that age have gone through most of their footy playing at 1:30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, or even nighttime footy for NRL players, they go and play at 9 a.m. after playing three games on the Sunday. So they're mm. already bruised and battered. And that that team last year that was called the Doonside Brown Bears. That was a memorial yep. team that the um, Fafita boys put in to pay respects to someone out um, Dune Sideway. Um, and they'll go back to their community of Griffith this year and, and play for Griffith once again. But that team was managed by the great Andrew Roberts, the POM. He's a pretty clean uh, player, the POM. Oh, the POM, he, he's, he's, he's one of the knockout legends. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's up there, actually. Really... He's taken annual leave. He's up there at the moment training up at Moree. One of his young yeah, blokes not... is playing for Moree. He's a good young player too. And not, not many put it over Pom. Uh, he's had a great career in footy and also at the, at the knockouts. He's certainly still feared, even if he runs around now. Um, but yeah, Larpa boys got through to that grand final after beating uh, Doonside quite comfortably. And they led 18 nil in that grand final against Newcastle All Blacks. And uh, as Larpa have done it before, um, they let the team come back and ended up knocking them off 19-18 with a minute to go. Yeah, Cookie, mate, uh, you just mentioned the Fafita boys played last year and and the event um, attracts a lot of NRL players. Uh, it, can you name any other NRL players that are expected to play this weekend? Uh, I know a couple that aren't because they're playing in the big GF. Yeah. Uh, and that would be, you know, Jack Whiten and, and Latrell Mitchell that would all be playing in knockouts uh, had they not be there on the weekend uh, playing for the grand final, but yeah, that, that frees up now Cody Walker to come back and play. He'll play with his community up on the uh, the far north coast of New South Wales. I just think, um, I think he's just been named in the Prime Minister's thirteen, so I don't know when that game is played. I think that's played a week after. So, but they still do play, and maybe the Fox has mentioned the Fox might play. He's playing for the Waterloo Storm, the, I think. The Fox, the Fox, the Fox will play. But let me tell you something about knockouts is. You never know who they play for until they've run out for their first game on a Saturday. <laughs> yes. When do you get the team list for this um, knockout, mate? Because I believe they're not out yet. You don't have to register them until the Thursday. You don't have to register the team until 30 minutes before kickoff on Saturday morning if you're playing, or 30 minutes before your game. <laughs> so you got to so see you it turns up. You could be the 6 o'clock, or sorry, the 5 o'clock game or the 4 o'clock game on the, on the Saturday afternoon and the final game of the whole thing. And you, you know, you haven't played a game yet, so you go, oh, I might have a run. And then you put your name down on the list if you're that good. Oh, um, sweet. But, I might be able to get a run there, Cookie. <laughs> we just need to blacken you up a little bit, Brownie. Yeah, I'm yeah. from Redfern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about that, um, the LARPA team this year, mate? I know like, last year we had the Agave boys and um, 
Young other, Taffy. Young, young Taffy, Taffy might have played, yeah. So Jimmy the Jet might be a chance. Have you had a look at the side this year, our, our side, the, the La Perouse side? Yeah, mate, uh, Jack's here. There's a, there's a few challenges for the LARPA boys this year. Um, so last year, they were, they were well supported by some of the connections and mob we've got down the south coast. Uh, unfortunately, um, one of the boys uh, just before knockout last year passed away, leading into the carnival, and that was someone, uh, a fellow called James Wellington. And he played knockouts for LARPAROOS on the south coast in the past, and I think played one 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 up with Nambucca at one point as well. Uh, and when Willow passed away, a lot of the boys said last year was they were playing for LARPAROOS we're going to have a memorial team next year and it might be a bit of a reverse where some of the lads from LARPA might have to come down and play in this memorial team for us. And that's what happens at knockouts. You know, it's, you know, it's not always about winning these carnivals. It's also about paying proper respects to the community and the people and, and trying to unite communities and, and, and I guess make people feel proud. For sure. And that's what's happened this year. LARPA's going to lose a few of their quality players. Um, you know, a young bloke like Jade Anderson, he's going. He's going to leave. He's going you know, to replace his footy for Manly. That's Christopher Lyons' boy. Yeah, great young um, player. Yes, young Jamie Ingram. He played pretty well last year. Yeah, yeah, Jamie, absolutely. He's been a real um, mainstay for the LARP side. Uh, he's actually. I've, I've heard the story that he might be playing for Memorial Team in Waterloo. So this okay. is the challenge. Oh. Two, two quite significant men in community. One in Waterloo, one down the south coast, passed away. So. The boys with their connections are going to be looking to support them based on some of the support we've seen in the past. But blokes like Josh Cook, Blake Taff, who recently won an under-20s grand final for the Mighty Bunny. Yeah. 100%. Great win. We had him on the show. They are going to be um, just a couple of the two stars for La Perouse this year in the knockout. And young Kane Allen, who played on the wing for the Bunnies, is also going to have um, a run for He reminds uh, me of Josh Adokar, actually, the build of him, if he fills out. No, you're right. Well, his, his old man actually played first grade for the Roosters as halfback, Richie Allen, back in your, okay. um, your days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember Richie, yeah. Yeah, top yeah. top follower, Richie. And so he's, um, you know, they're living down in Canberra. Um, but because Kane's been up here playing and um, been with Josh and Blake, he's going to have a run with LARPA. So that's that's a nice yarn. Mate, uh, Cookie, can you just let the listeners know where, where it's on at um, in the times and dates? Well, this is the 49th annual knockout, so that's pretty uh, incredible. Wow. That Great stuff. You've got a, mm. an event that started back in 1971, uh, and there's uh, 64 men's teams, and there's 100 other teams in women's under-16 girls and then under-12s, 15s, and 17 boys' competitions. Wow. So what a weekend of footy. There's nothing like that in the world. The, the women just no. give it to each other. It's unbelievable. It's unreal. They, yeah. they should take, sell it to the world. It's yeah. a phenomenal tournament. Mate, um... What about favourites, mate? Who's your favourite? You reckon who's going to win this thing? Give us a tip. Yeah, well, up at Tugra there, just um, uh, on the um, central coast near Wyong, um, the, the host of the Newcastle All Blacks who won it last year, you know, they're going to have pretty much the same team that won it last year. And it's hard to keep the same team going back to back to back. But these boys have been in five straight Mondays and they've played in four grand finals over those five years. So that, that's a ridiculous wow. um, yeah, record yeah, for them to have. Um so, you know, they've got to be up there as favourites as well. Um, some of these um, other teams, memorial teams that I just talked about, that one in Waterloo and also one South Coast, I think they're called South Coast Black Cockatoos, they're going to be all right as well when you consider some of the players that were with La Perouse last year. Um, you know, and then you've always got your regulars, the Newcastle Yowies. Um, they're, they're quite a strong side. They always pull together a, a, a really quality cool team. They've had players like Ash Taylor come down and play with them uh, in recent years as well. Um, Walgut Aboriginal Connection, you know, Georgie Rose and his family usually put together a pretty solid side. The Yowies um, were successful there for a few years, that Newcastle Yowie side. Been. Big George. Yeah, Griffith, 
Griffith three ways. So, you know, they the Fafita boys um, played with that Doonside Memorial team the year before they made the grand final. So I believe they will be a very, very strong side. There's rumours that young David Fafita, the cousin of Andrew and David, might come down and play with them as well. Oh, wow. the Jeez, he can play. Wow. He can. Uh, you know, and they've got Jesse Ramian. You know, there's a pretty Will Kennedy, I think. Will, young Will Kennedy. Good. Well, Will's going to be playing in the um, the New South Wales versus Queensland Grand Final, representing the Newtown Jets. So That's he's right, a big loss. Yeah, too. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Mate, just before we let, just before you let you go, can you give us uh, this Grand Final week? Have you got a tip in the big one? Well, can I tell you, it was Rooster Storm last year, and I slept through the thing. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and you know the only thing that'll keep me awake from this one is uh, a Raiders victory over the Roosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah, we're I all like t- we're all yeah. tipping the Raiders here on Rabbitohs Radio. <laughs> yeah, You'll be yeah. poisoning them. I know yeah. you, blokes. The people's yeah. champ. But um, anyway, Cookie, thanks for your time, mate. Enjoy the weekend. I know you're gonna call a couple of fantastic games, mate, and go lap, right? Oh, chaps, thanks, Sipsa. And if you want to keep up with it, um, my little brother and I also built an app to support the knockout called the KO app. So you can oh, good stuff. that and follow it on Facebook as well. But, boys, thanks for your support. I'm absolutely loving the show. Uh, you just keep it up. You're legends. There well you done, Cookie. KO, Cookie. KO yeah, app. Mate. Yep, get on to it. Thank you. Thanks. See you, boys. Thanks, Cookie. Good legend, mate. Good luck. Gets the ball away to G.I. G.I.'s going to score. He's going to put another nail in the coffin. And the Goanna crawls down to the northern end. South Sydney players leaping on top of the pile. Absolutely incredible scenes here of jubilation and joy. Around the ground in NRL, brought to you by NG Farah. Yeah, well, boys, let's have a look at this. Raiders Roosters grand final, like uh, Brad Brad Cook said to us, he, he slept through the GF last year, and I, I'm a chance of, <laughs> I'm a chance of nodding off in this one. But look, I might work. Look, everyone knows that the the, the Chooks are going to be hard to beat, but uh, I'd like to see him get beat. I'm going to go Raiders by two, and Hodgson, if he's recovered from that HRA that he didn't go off for, Clive Churchill medalist. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Well, look, boys, um, I hate to say it, but the Roosters have been the form team of the year. And they're probably going to go into the game, um, you know, short price favourites. But if there's a team that's going to beat the the Roosters, it's going to be the Raiders. We spoke to Scott Sattler before about how the the Raiders play, and uh, that might trouble the uh, Roosters because they they play an unstructured game. Uh, they've got a lot of players that like to do things unwillingly. Uh, the, you know, them the Pommies, uh, real, Bateman, and, real spoilers, eh? Yeah, they are definitely. Yeah, they play what's in front of them. Yeah. They're not overly coached structurally, so which is uh, which is good. And, and if uh, any side's going to beat the uh, Roosters on Sunday, I think it'll be the Raiders. Yeah, right, boys. Um, well, geez, it's a. I'd love to see the Raiders win. Yeah. My heart's telling me the Raiders, but um, look, if I was going to put me hard earned on it, I think I'd take Tedesco, who's just about the best player in the comp this year. A state of origin, he pretty much got us home. I'd take. Tedesco, Clive Churchill medalist, Roosters 13 plus. 
Oh, you're kidding. I don't want to see it, but... Sack him, will you? <laughs> no? um, well, I'm going Take for the Raiders. Back. I'm going for the Raiders. I'm going for the upset. I'm not going for the Roosters. Yeah, well, I'm... Uh, my hard earns going on. I'm predicting um, the Raiders. I think Ricky Stewart's had plenty of experience in this arena, and uh, I think uh, the Raiders will win by 10. And like Mavo, I think uh, the the hooker, the number nine, will get the uh, Clive Churchill. No, but you can't have him. I've already got someone. If, okay. he, if he doesn't win it, then well, all right. Let me go with um, Sia Soliola. No, nah, well, no, I'm not <laughs> going to go with the front row, but I'll go Jack Whiten. Yep. Oh yeah. Wise choice. But anyway, well, actually, I said to a mate of mine the other day, who's a Mount Roosters fan, I said, "Look, the side that you've got this year, that back line, the you know that amazing forward pack you got." If you guys don't win 13-plus this weekend, it's been a failed season. He said, yeah, it's I said, I'm fair dinkum. You've got that good of a side. If you do not win 13-plus this year, I'm telling you, you have failed yeah. in my eyes. Uh, good. Boys, um, it's been a good year. Th- thanks for all your help, Mavo, with all your editing and what you've done and coming on board. And, pleasure, boys. And Brownie, all the guests you've, you've rounded up. Yeah. Um, it's been uh, a pleasure working with you boys this year. This is not the last episode. We're going to do one... A little bit later on the year, a bit of a training camp central special. Yeah, and we've got a big year planned next year. We've got 30 shows planned for next year, and uh, you know we, we look forward to that. So we'll be preparing in the off-season to get better. We're learning on the run, this little podcast of ours, and we're enjoying it. So it's, uh, it's all good fun, and we look forward to uh, the podcast next year. But most of all, thanks to all you listeners out there. This show's nothing without the listeners, and... We've been, and I think one of the first things Mavo said in episode one was, we we try to provide good content uh, week in week out, and I think we've just about done that. But we can only get better. The show's only yeah up and away from here, boys. We just try and make it better for for everyone out there. We've um, we feel like it has from show one to show twelve plus the bonus episode. So and and let's just hope we can keep improving it uh, next year. And we'd like like to thank all our guests as well for. Coming on to the show. Yeah, and to our sponsors for their loyal support. Yep. Cheers for that. Up the Rabbitohs in 2020. Come on, the Rabbits, next year. Yeah, the Rabbits. Good news on the property front this week. Auction clearance rates are high. Last weekend, NG Farris sold seven out of eight properties under the hammer, including a single-level terrace in Redfern, just up the road from Redfern Oval, boys. 130k nice. over the reserve price. That's unbelievable. That's huge. Yeah. A nice little single-level terrace there in Redfern on Baptist Street. I actually lived in Baptist Street myself, and uh, it's a great little area there. So uh, well done to Farrah's. They also sold a unit in Kingsford, 100K over reserve. So, you know, the market's definitely uh, strong. So if you're thinking of selling, now is the time. So call Stephanie Farrah direct on 0405 470 398. And make sure you mention Rabbitohs Radio to get A1 service. And just want to touch on uh, Stephanie Farrow. I'd just like to uh, congratulate her on a, a great boxing bout the other day. Um, she was a contestant on Corporate Fighter. Uh, she got in the ring and credit go out to anyone who gets in that ring. There's nowhere to hide. And uh, Stephanie Farrow done a great job uh, in her first bout, uh, an amateur boxing bout. So well done to Stephanie. Yeah, well done, Stephanie. And you mentioned that uh, that property got sold in Kingsford. Kingsford's actually a really good growth area. And mentioning Kingsford, that's where the juniors Kingsford is, and, and also the light rail. That's the light where rail's that's going to be stopping. There. That's so. right. So if you can get the light rail if you're in the area, and you can get out and go up to the juniors fitness centre. 
I suppose, you, I suppose that's why they got 100k over the reserve, uh, whether it be an investor or somebody looking to live there, they're, they're going to bring that into consideration. 10 minutes from the city, you've got the biggest university in New South Wales, being New South Wales Uni, just down the road. Fantastic opportunity. Well done to Farrers. Yes. And like I said, it stops outside the juniors. And the Juniors Fitness Centre is open seven days. And it has everything you need when it comes to getting fit and healthy. Offering over 50 classes per week for all fitness levels, a heated 25-metre five-lane lap pool, personal training tailored to you, and our in-the-deep swim school. Finish your workout and wind down in the steam rooms or book in to see our in-house massage therapist for stress relief, relaxation, injury prevention, or injury treatment. Visit us casually or join the Juniors Fitness Centre now for only $19.95 per week, direct debit, and receive a free gym towel. Mavo, you, you train up there. Have they got steam steam rooms the up The steam there? room is good, mate. My dad goes up there nearly every day. My dad, Dick Maven, he's a Mad South supporter too, 82 years old, still trains at the juniors, loves it. He's a member, but you can still just go for a casual visit. What, but, a, what a start to the day. Go and have a train, have a sauna, have a swim, downstairs at the cafeteria, have a coffee. Oh. The, juniors, the juniors have got everything there, That's mate. That's life. Right at your doorstep. Yeah, well done to the juniors. Export Freight Systems. Export Freight Systems is an international freight forwarder who specialises in export. Ian, the owner, grew up playing for the mighty mascot Jets and is a passionate Bunnies man. Export Freight Systems are confident of getting the pricing you require without compromising excellent service. It doesn't matter if you're a regular exporter or just beginning. They're here to help you grow. Email ian at efsau.com.au and mention Rabbitohs Radio and he'll look after you. Now, there's an event on this Saturday, the 5th of October, in the Goldstein Reserve, Arden Street, Coogee. Now, we've uh, promoted this event before, and it's Jab, Cross, Hook for Health, and it's Kickstarting Mental Health Week. Uh, they're in association with the Rise Foundation, who is a great supporter of ours. And um, look, it's a fun-filled morning of boxing and exercise activities, challenge and exhibitions. Uh, you've got corporate people down there. Uh, there'll be music, barbecues, refreshments, giveaways, um, local celebrities will be down there, public figures. Uh, it's a fantastic opportunity to get down there and uh, get some exercise under your belt and um, mix with the local community in regards to mental health. We've had a lot of uh, suicides in the area over the last couple of years and, and this is an event uh, which we're trying to raise awareness for. Proudly brought to you by the Rise Foundation. And also, boys, Burke Street Bakery. Now, how good is it? Oh. They've got 14 stores. James White, the operations manager there, is uh, he's our man. He's the South man. Great man, Whitey. We've had a couple of feeds down there. And now, look, the, I had the lamb and harissa sausage roll the other day, and it was just the pastry, the filling. The food's enormous. The coffee is sensational. And... <laughs> Chaps, you took your kids down there and they're into the chocolate milks and then, and what do, what do they think? Well, the chocolate milk is outstanding. Not only that, they've got the um, the traditional lemonade, they, they homemade lemonade there, the freshly squeezed orange juices. And uh, I believe he dropped a little sandwich on your plate. didn't last long. Didn't. And I know you did mention <laughs> that I'm going to go straight to the juniors yeah, after that to do a workout. Yeah. Have a workout. Yeah. So uh, the sponsors are all working in together. Yeah. We've, we've blown out a bit since just, we picked up we, Burke Street Bakery. Just a little story on Burke Street Bakery. Um, we arranged a meeting for Glenn Farrer to come and have a chat with us and uh, sit down and talk about some further sponsorships. And um, We're waiting for, for Glenn. We arranged the time at 11 a.m. and it got to 11.30 and there's no Glenn. So we give him a call and 
He said, where are you, Glenn? He said, I'm at Burke Street Bakery. I said, no, no, you're not. He said, yeah, I'm at Burke Street Bakery, Surrey Hills. Yeah, the original store near Redfern Oval. So there's 14 stores. We're at Banks Meadow. So, yeah, we're at Banks Meadow. It's a wonder uh, he didn't go to Potts Point, Glenn Farrer, <laughs> down there. at uh, They've got a store down there at Potts Point as well. Yeah, so, yeah. and they've got one in, they've also got one in Manhattan. And also, just so you remember, next year we're giving away free coffee for a month to every Rabbit of the Week. Rabbit of the Week. Great coffee down there too, more importantly. Well done. Great show, boys, and enjoying the Young Henrys. There's 20 seconds on the clock. Albert, he will play it. 21 metres away. Down the blind, Andrew Johns. Inside for Albert. Albert will score. Albert will score. Newcastle have won the grand final. Tackle five. This is the last. It's bounced away to Thurston. Comes up Blair. Got rid of Blair. Pushes away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. And Felt has scored. Felt has scored in the corner. Look at the box. It's a try. And there it is. One point lead to the Canberra Raiders. Meninga's picked it up. Chippy George has got support too. Sunrise on the station Breaks the morning spell Red and green streamers fly Inside the Railway View Hotel Cleveland Street shuffles shining Into the mighty roar We were walking through the twilight The day John Sattler broke his jaw 11A to a house Postman's his land aplenty But there was nothing left For people like us In September 1970 Some worked at every railway yards Some worked the tanneries on the Botany shore We didn't work the Saturday but John Sadler broke his jaw If it's high enough If it's long enough If it's straight between the posts Drink your beer but shed no tears Through these days you miss the most Every step in still sat shining In black at from door to door and the tears rolled down like rushes The day John Sadler broke his jaw Saturday morning on the Botany Road Was meaner, it was lean Rabbit killers and old Ford Falcons Stalling through a richer man's dream by afternoon we were jam tight 
inside the hotel doors. Even the TAB was empty the day John Sadler broke his shore. If that's high enough, if it's long enough, if it's straight between the posts. Drink your beer but shed no tears For these days you miss the most Every step and still sat shining In black it from door to door And the tears rolled down like rashes The day John Sadler broke his jaw In the ladies' lounge, a young girl rocks a pram. Some old guy downs a flag ale with the ghost of Dave Sands. Clotheslines fly high, the sun sinks behind the flats. Where stone girls walk in circles with babies on their backs. As big trucks roll down wide streets With heroin-filled storm drains Suburban towns turn blue and brown And use old wars for their street names They sent you down to Campbelltown To Mount Druid and St. Mary's To young labor set stone in a terrace house with the Sydney Swans on pay TV If it's high enough If it's long enough If it's straight between the posts Drink your beer but shed no tears For these days you miss the most Every step in still sat shining In black and from door to door the day John Sadler broke his jaw And the tears rolled down like rashes The day John Sadler broke his jaw